Hello, good people. Yes, <laughs> good people living in a good world under the authority of a good God. Um, I'm emphasizing good because sometimes when you look outside and sometimes when you look within, it's hard to find the good. Um, but I choose to look through the lens of the one who is good always. The one who is good yesterday, today, and forevermore. The one who does not change. And if God says that he will work things out for the good of those who love the Lord and for those who are called according to his purpose, then I can see good. I can speak good. I can choose good. I can live good. I can hope good. I can serve good. I can do good. Like all good. It's all good. It's really, really all good. Um, but yeah, even when it's not, it's still good. <laughs> All that to say, it's been a very, very crazy week, a good week, and a crazy good week. Um, yeah, I mean, there have been some health scares in my family. My younger daughter's been sick. I've been dealing with some ups and downs with my health and whatnot. Um, there's been a lot of emotional, mental uh, battles, if you will, just wrestling um, with the goodness of, of God um, and wrestling with the goodness of God in the sense that like I know that I am right there with him and he's right here with me um, but sometimes it's hard to recognize who he is and I find myself fighting him just like Jacob did the angel of the Lord and um, yeah when you when you do that sometimes you get your hip broken right and now you know Jacob lived the remainder of his life with a limp and I'm feeling like I'm I'm feeling a little I feel a little un unbalanced if you will like there's a little part of me that's like dang I can't be coming up against the most high God like that um, you know I've been trying to fight I've been trying to fight God and he's like you know you're not gonna win this right and I, you know, I, you know, I'm going to have to put my hands on you. <laughs> right. And I'm like, I got you. I can do this. I can do this. And I'm just like fighting God. Um, but it's okay because he knows me. It's okay because he knows you. Right. So even if you are up against the Lord trying to step to him in his face and he's like, yo, give me your best shot. Right. He's still not going to give you that final blow, especially if he has something for you to do. You know what I mean? So we don't have to be afraid to show God our true feelings, our true emotions. We don't have to be afraid to come before God and ask him our real questions. He knows our thoughts before we, we think them. He knows our desires before we expose them and reveal them. He is so involved in every single one of our lives intricately. And um, he wants us to commune with him. He wants us to reason with him. He wants us to have conversation. He wants us to express ourselves, our emotions, um, to do so as reverently as possible. But I honestly will say that if you are even approaching God, that means there's a little part of you that at least knows that he's the only one who has the answers, whether you like them or not. So I'd rather go to God and give him the fullness of my emotion than be out in somebody's woods screaming at the sky or talking to dirt. Like, <laughs> no, call his name. You know what I'm saying? 
Call him Jesus. And when you call to him, he will answer you. That's what the word of the Lord says. And so, um, yeah, I've been doing a lot of calling. I've been doing a lot of, of wrestling. I've been doing a lot of fighting with the Lord. And uh, um, I've, I've lost and yet I've won, you know, because if, if he let me win, I would be walking into a path of, of destruction or something that was far subpar his will. But because he did not let me win and I um, am his, I know that I'm walking into the perfect destiny that he has for me, even if it means that I'm walking into that with a little bit of a limp and some very clear understanding to never, ever step before the Lord again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not tripping and doing crazy stuff out here. No, I didn't sin, but I definitely have said no to the law to the Lord a lot this week. Like God's been like, Naomi, I want you to. I'm like, ah. Mm. <laughs> he's like, oh, what? And I'm like, I mean. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, I got you. So that's the wrestle that I've been having with the Lord. And today, 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 he put me in my place. Um, and that place was to be seated right with Christ at the right hand of the Father. I'm so grateful to be reminded that I am a daughter of Zion, that I am His. And so today, I just want to encourage you about the same, that you are His, that you are His delight. You are His, um, the joy that was set before Christ when He was on that cross and He was taking those licks and He was getting a beat down from the Lord because of our sin, justifiably because of our sin, because God can't have it in His house. He can't have it in His, um, in His presence. And He put all of man's sin upon His Son and Jesus received the fullness of God's wrath upon that cross. Um, and in the midst of that, Jesus was thinking about you and he was thinking about me. He was thinking about the possibility of the whole world coming to reconciliation with, with, with God through his name. Um, and it is at the name of Jesus that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess to the glory of God the Father. And that can be a choice that you make willingly in receiving the invitation of freedom uh, through Christ, or that can be um, an experience <laughs> that you have in the end when Jesus comes to reign the second time and you have no other choice but to bow before royalty. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, all that to say, be reminded that you should you choose to abide with the Lord, should you choose to rock with God, um, you are His and what He has for you is good. And sometimes it may not look like it. Sometimes you may question it, but truly what He has for you is good. So um, yeah, that's my, my quick little uh, intro here and um, we'll get into what I have prepared for tonight, which is a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> But I'm going to still play, play the intro because I think it's worth it. This is Tether Talk, a podcast for women where we talk about the truths that influence our identities, guide our choices, form our future, and lead us to the hope that steadies our hearts. Let's pull back the layers, uncover the lies, and hold on to the only truth that satisfies.
all right family so yeah the reason why i said it's a whole lot of nothing is because i uh i tried i really did i tried to read james chapter 4 verses what 13 to the end of the chapter and i couldn't do it i really really couldn't i just feel like i am in a season uh i'm in a season and i think that we as people are watching we're watching we're, we're, we're in the world right and we're watching how the world is operating and how everyone is kind of moving and everyone has something to say about everybody's something you know and 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 i really believe and it was it was hitting me since last week the text that we read last week about judging our brothers and our sisters like it, it's been hitting me so so hard especially because it's not always what we think it's not always the how could you and throwing rocks at somebody you know casting stones at somebody it really has everything to do with our hearts and i find i find myself like just reflecting on that and i've been really reflecting on that and it's to the point where I'm just like repenting for all kinds of things that I've, I've said. And really this week, towards the end of this week, it's a lot of my thought life. And that's real because even if you don't utter the words, if you are watching something or witnessing someone's life and you're even thinking in your heart, in your mind, in any way shape or form something against them or something some kind of indictment on them or their lives or whatever that is judgment and when i'm i'm not trying to be that one i'm trying to be like yo you can't think any thoughts no by all means think your thoughts and and be real and express those thoughts if you have a safe place to do so or if you just want to talk to the lord even ask god like i'm trying to figure out why you letting this slide over here but over here this person's experiencing all kinds of consequence what's going on over here they look like they're getting away scot-free but the lord's like yo it's me though it's, you're talking to me vengeance is mine i will repay i'm the just one i'm the holy one i'm the righteous one who holds the scales of balance of, of justice in my hands and i balance things out like who you know who you're talking to right and i've had to literally focus my mind on who God is because truthfully you will be less of a judge when you get to know the one who judges you'll be less critical when you get to know the one who has the right to say what is right and wrong you'll be less prone to roll your eyes suck your teeth you know what I'm saying click click clack clack on the tongue whatever it is that you do whatever mannerism it is that you have when you see something you ain't really feeling you don't like you see somebody you ain't feeling or you don't like or whatever it is that's going on like you'll you'll rethink how you respond to that I've been challenged in not only what I say in the midst of situations to the person directly or to anyone directly in a situation where something may not rub me right or when I might know that I might be right 
And I just be, be being very careful about that. I've been thinking about my thoughts, like how I think about other people, how I think about myself, even judgment upon myself. That's another thing we need to think about. Don't judge one another, but if you love others as you love yourself, you shouldn't be judging yourself either. Don't give room for the enemy to just allow you to loosen your tongue to speak death over your own life. Like, why would you do that? That's literally what judgment is. It is an, you're indicting somebody and you are, you're casting them to some form of condemnation. That's not what God has for us. We are to edify one another. We are to speak life over one another. We are to speak truth, yes, but to leave the judgment, leave the consequence, leave the response to the Lord or to those who are directly associated with maybe a, a specific situation that was that was done to them or specific deed that was done to them. We have to leave it there. I have literally had to sit back and ask myself why I think the way I do about certain things. What is it about that person's doing or that group of people's doing that really bothers me? Is it because I feel like they get away with it more and that's why I'm not happy with it? Or is it because I desire secretly to do it? Or is it truly because I'm like, yo, I'm trying to live a pure life. And when I see that and I see people kind of, you know, going off, off, off course or whatever, I'm trying to figure out how they can do that and still be, <laughs> still be making it, right? It sucks. I've also been challenged about how I discuss what it is. Cause you, oh, this, this right here, boy how it is, how judgment can be, uh, um, how, how do I say this? Um, oh my gosh, uh, once removed, twice removed, or judgment can be, <laughs> trying to figure it out, uh, second class or third class judgment, whatever you wanna call it. Like, you may not judge someone directly, but you talk to somebody else about what they've done, i.e. gossip. Gossip is a form of judgment. I think it is, I'm gonna say it. I think gossip is a form of judgment. And, and really, like I was saying last week in Ecclesiastes where it says, let I stand in awe of the Lord. And in order to stand truly in awe of God, you have to let your words be few. I'm trying so hard to ensure that my life is a life well lived, but it's a life well lived with less of my words and more of my actions, more of my deeds. When God gives me room to speak, I will speak and give him the glory for anything good that comes out of my mouth. But I have to be very mindful of the words that I speak that he may not necessarily have ordained, but I, and I have freedom to utter. Like I need to be so careful about that, especially given what it is that God has called me to do. The Lord has made it perfectly clear since I was a child that I was a mouthpiece. He made that so clear. He made it so clear, Naomi, you're going to see some things that people don't see, you know, and you can't say something about everything that you see. You got to be mindful of that. You got to be careful. You got to allow me to sift your words as best as possible. Like he's asking me to do it and I try to do it as best as possible, but that's his, that's his order. That's how it's supposed to be done. No matter what I see, no matter what I hear, no matter what I experience, I'm supposed to bring it to the Lord, allow him to filter it through, give it back to me and say, okay, I got you. I done edited all of that. This is what I want you to say. This is what I want you to do. 
and I'm, I'm really having to be mindful about my life. I'm having to be mindful about my lips and what I say with my words because I know that death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. I told y'all last week, I'm not trying to eat the fruit of judgment. And I pray that you love yourself and love your life enough that you are not trying to eat the fruit of judgment. No, we don't want that. We want our words to be few. We want them to be few and powerful. We want them to be few and spirit filled and full of love. If you only had 30 seconds to speak and the rest of your life to live, what would you say with those 30 seconds? Would they be pure words? Would they be words that point to Christ? Would they be words that are holy? Would they be words that edify? That when you speak them, people listen and they say, oh my gosh, that's all the time she had. And this is the what she gave in that moment. That's all the time that she had. And now guess what? Now she's got to prove it with her life. That's what we're dealing with in this scripture, in these last few verses. Don't judge your brother or your sister. There's no life in judgment at all. There's no life in judgment. And I know that it is hard and it's been a stretch in so many ways for many of us, especially as Christians. It's like, man, and when you hear people say, oh, don't judge me, don't judge me. I mean, yeah, sometimes people are saying that because they want to escape, you know, the consequences of their of their actions or whatever, you know, if they're an unbeliever, whatever. Brother and sister in the faith, you know how we do family. <laughs> We're not patient with family. It's like you should you should know better. That's how we are. At least that's how I am. Like you should know better. I'm like, oh, get out of here. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, get figure this out. Right. But with our friends or like anybody else, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I got you. I understand. I understand. It, it should not be that way, right? Yes, it's true. The word of the Lord says judgment begins at the house of God. It does because we have the truth. And if we choose not to abide by the truth, guess what? Our judgment will begin with us. <laughs> it begins with us. We know better, right? But just because we know better doesn't mean we should be quick to prove that. It's not the goal of being a Christian. It's not the goal of being a follower of Jesus Christ. The goal is to love. The goal is to speak the truth and allow the Holy Spirit to refine, allow the Holy Spirit to sanctify, allow the Holy Spirit to do what he does best, which is save, seal, and deliver us to the glory of God in eternity when it's our time to go home. But to judge and to waste our time in judgment and, and looking at others and looking at our own selves and saying, oh, what's wrong with you? Why didn't you get that together? Why didn't you handle this? I can't believe and I should have been better. I should have done this. Like, y'all, I'm telling you, I feel like I'm being stripped in so many ways. Stripped of the nonsense of the foolishness of the lies I told myself like yo it's okay no it's not even if I do even if you're right it's still not okay we come in low 
See, this is how I know the Lord's about to take me into a season because James all year, listen, not my desire. <laughs> it was not, it was not. I'm telling y'all, I'm trying to get through this book. I want to be done with this book because every time I read it, every time I'm, I'm in it, thinking about it, processing it, whatever the case may be, I'm like, yo, this, is, this feels like the longest beatdown ever. The longest time out. <laughs> I'm just like, is it done yet? Did the timer go off yet? Like, that's literally how I feel. But I know I need it. It's almost to the point where I'm like, yo, you know how you... No, no one should ever get to this point. But when you just, you're just so used to the, to the beat down, you're just like, oh man, you just take it. I'm at that point. But I know it's not at the Lord beating me down. It's the fact that I'm coming face to face with me. And I'm tired of seeing me. I'm tired. And it's hard because I'm trying not to judge the me that I'm tired of seeing. Naomi, shouldn't you be further along by now? Shouldn't you have blank, blank, blank? <laughs> you know, are you still here? That's judging. I need to stop judging myself <laughs> and just walk. Take one step at a time. Trust that the Lord is with me just like he's with you. And that we all do our very best, very, very best to seek First, his kingdom and all his righteousness, knowing that everything else will be added unto us. The first thing we need to do is just seek his kingdom. You do that, you ain't got time to judge people. You don't have time to judge others. You don't have time to judge yourself. You just don't have time because you're so focused on seeking first God's kingdom. And I believe that doing that just begins with seeking him. He's the king of the kingdom. He knows what he wants. He knows what he's doing. And if we just, if we literally just give ourselves to him, he works all the rest of it out for his glory, but for our good. That's all I'm trying to say today. Honestly, I'm just trying to do this right. <laughs> I'm trying to be good. <laughs> I am. And there's no one righteous. No, not one. Not one. But we can strive to be righteous. He says, be perfect for I am perfect. Be holy for I am holy. And if I want to do that, I just got to look at him. I got to gaze upon his beauty and trust him and allow him to be all that he is perfectly, including the ultimate judge of good, of bad, the ultimate judge of character, the ultimate judge of motivation and intention, you know, the ultimate judge of, 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 of our, our fruit and what we've presented before him, whether on this side of heaven or before his throne. That's not my job. It's not my responsibility. All he asked me to do is to abide with him. Even if abiding means wrestling a little bit, if I'm still there and he's ever present, then I'm good and you're good. 
So let's do the best that we can this week until we get to the next few verses of James. And until then, do our very, very best to keep our mouths shut and our hearts pure. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And until next time. Thank you.